What is up, everybody? Welcome to our GE 2020 edition of Yala. But, 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 today is the yeah. 3rd of July. It's the third episode in this series of GE 2020 specific podcast, yep. which we're doing every single fucking day. Which some people didn't believe that we'd be doing, but here we are. Here we are. Every morning yeah. we get up, we just swallow up all the news and spit it out in the form of a podcast. With just a lot of. A lot of research in before and after, la, Just to yeah, just to actually, yeah, it's not just the morning, like It's the night before, yeah. Yeah, yeah, In fact, yeah. right, we were just thinking about what to talk about today, and there's too much. Yeah. So we are also gonna try and focus on the ones that we think are either super important or just borderline ridiculous, la. Yeah, correct, correct. And as always, to to do it a lot more smoothly than we've been doing in the previous podcast. If you do enjoy this podcast, it would be great if you could share it with, uh, with a uh, one person. Uh, if you learn something, because we we enjoy doing this and we've been getting a lot of love. So yeah, just share it. You know, just just share good things and it's free. You would know, you, say, you don't need to order like a brownie. What? Well, no, I was just going to ask. Would you say that this is the most that you've read and learned about politics in your whole life? Yeah, man. Like, Holy even more shit, than yes. more than school and university and all that. Yeah. I feel I feel like a like family gathering and anyone talks politics, I can give a very well balanced view of like I mean I even know the, all the party names. Like previously I was like PSP, what the fuck does that stand for? SDP, what the fuck? Yeah, Who yeah. is from where? And I think I'm fairly well versed now, la, yeah. which I'm quite happy about. Yeah, so but but I, I, I get the opposite reaction. Like if like, anybody asks me in politics, I'm like, ah yeah, you know you gotta go and listen to my podcast episode two. I talk about that. Oh, you- <laughs> No, like that. If you're with your with your like whoever you meet, you just start playing the podcast, lah. You'll be like, yeah, I have some thoughts which I covered on my show. Yeah. Honestly, when I was talking to my friend yesterday, I think she was asking me something, and I said, yeah, you know, we spoke about it on the podcast. You can listen, and I was like, holy shit, what a douchebag thing to say, man. It is, it is kind of douchey. Uh. So I, I've yeah. also tried to, <laughs> I, I mean, I try to condense whatever I say in the podcast in person, but sometimes it really you cannot, lah. You just got to put it. You say, go and listen to the podcast, lah. I talked about it already. Yeah, I guess yeah. now I'm just trying to uh, enjoy being a douchebag with saying that, oh, you know, our, spo- our podcast is uh, top 10 Spotify, so, you know, we're fucking legit, bro. Yeah, go and listen to our legit. broadcast, our political yeah, broadcast, <laughs> which brings us to the first topic our of the day. first topic. Or the main which topic. Is, la. Yeah, main the topic, main topic. Yeah. Which, oh, is it is called a party political broadcast. La, PPB. Right, which happened last night, which... Basically had a few minutes of airtime dedicated to representatives from seven, all seven, seven of the biggest parties. Yeah. You know, all seven parties, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I yeah. think you've got to at least be fielding seven candidates or s- six candidates or seven candidates in order to have uh, time at this debate. Lah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So, 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 I think the smallest one was, was uh, Reform SDA, Party. is right? it? Reform Party. He, as in amongst those that got the airtime la, because yeah, I think yeah. SDA and R Red Dot United I will never say RDU because yeah. I just love saying Red Dot United <laughs> yeah they were not there though those two yeah they were not yeah, there yeah, because yeah, I yeah. think they're too small la. yeah they're too small correct yeah and honestly like, I just I just wonder like, if there was a survey that could be done subconsciously when people say Red Dot United what is the first thing that comes to mind because I have an idea what it is mm. I'm not going to say it mm. but I have an idea what it is Primary school, primary school football or training academy. Fuck you lah, no lah. Primary school. <laughs> Here you are trying to hide your innermost uh, sentiments, which I know is 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 what I think it is. Like, which I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say. If you, uh, if you think you know what's uh, what I'm talking about, depends, you can respond on the podcast. Depends on what kind of lens you put on to view the world. Is it Fuck a racial? Is it a racial lens or is it like a? Very innocent, like, you know, we are all pluralistic. No, fuck lens. you. It's whether you put on the lens to correct your internal <laughs> racism. Don't make it seem like the racism comes from the lens. The racism comes like it's a defect that people need to put a lens on to correct. It's okay? almost this Pavlovian like, reaction. Don't use these big words. Don't use these big words, okay? Not, uh, I say no, red dots. J- when I say red no. dates, also Harish just like glitches. <laughs> He's like, wait, wait, you said red dot or red dates? Yo. Yo, you are not Jameis Slim, okay? Jameis Slim is the only one who can use big words and still be likable. Please do not just use big words, okay? Please. But we digress. Yeah. We were talking about the political broadcast. Yeah, yeah. So right. so when did you watch it? Uh? Did you watch it live? Like, yeah, you know, that, that's the thing. Now I realize like, I just sit in front of my TV around around 7.45 and all that. Then I switch it on. <laughs> then I'm like, hey, shit, there's something going on. And then, like, I sit there and just watch, la, you know? So, it's, 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 it's fun back to be back to those days when actually, like, being in front of the TV at a certain time matters, uh, yeah. Oh, so yeah, that's as true. As much uh. as you said, I missed out on the <laughs> Facebook comments, I just enjoy this process of, like, just sitting in front of the TV and then there's actually something worth watching. Uh. 
Wow, that's interesting. Because for me, I'm just too much of the mindset that okay, I need to watch it on YouTube or something so I can speed it up if if I if I need. And it's just consuming the in the info. But I guess yeah. there is something almost romantic about sitting and watching it with having no control about whether you can oh skip back and you have to pay attention and all that lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you really are assessing them real time lah, cause it's it's live being broadcast around the Singapore. It and, was and, live, I mean, but it was live. No, <laughs> no, no, no. As in, it was not live. I think it was recorded a few hours earlier. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, they broadcast it live altogether at the same time, lah. You know. I see. I see. Because yeah. if it's live, then what, they're all just sitting at a different chair in the studio. They're yeah, like, yeah. okay, okay, your turn, your turn, go, go. Yeah. That would be best, <laughs> That would be best. Cause, but because, uh, yeah, lah. I mean, we we can talk more about it. But every candidate has a different amount of time as well, lah. Right. Yeah. Actually, it's all it's all the same except uh, PAP, lah. Right. No, no, no. It's oh. proportionate oh, to, it's dependent. to the number of candidates oh. you have. So the bigger, the more candidates you're fielding, the more time you have. That's why Workers' Party wasn't even the second most. They were the third most. Uh, they had the third most amount of time. But, but does, it, does it, do you think that's a good idea though? Uh, I mean, generally, okay. it, it gives the incumbent more time, which is that, yeah. it's kind of like you're sort of like making it more unequal for everyone, right? But okay, so I mean, I'm not even sure what the process is to field a, a candidate for a GRC. I'm guessing there's costs. Mm. I'm guessing there's a lot of stuff where it's not just, okay, like fielding 20 candidates versus 10 candidates. It's not just like, oh, okay, let's just get 10 more people. There's probably yeah. a lot more that goes into it, right? Background which checks, is why, yeah, everything. Yeah, which is why I guess, wow, this just feels like, Fucks, yeah, like, like then, then there's a huge barrier to entry for any party that wants to start, la. Like Red Dot United, la. You know, they seem very committed, but they are basically getting like, who the hell knows much about them? They, yeah. they, they're not going to be able to debate. They're not going to be have this political broadcast. Yeah. So I mean, you think about it, like, uh, you've seen Chi Sun Juan represent the SDP in both the debates and this party political broadcast, right? Yeah. The only yeah. reason he could get a seat at both the debate and the party political broadcast is because he's fielding quite a number of candidates, I think 11 mm. or something, across Singapore. La. But honestly, like uh, in his party, who who else do you who know for his party? Know? <laughs> you know? I mean, maybe there's Paul Tambia and then there's him, la, right? So yeah, la, yeah, for him to get the platform, unfortunately, the, the truth is you need to field part, uh, people even though they might not win and even though it might cost you your election deposit and all that, lah. So so that yeah. it's just it's just part of the game, uh. That's just what it is, though. That is true. Uh. It's part, of, and I don't know how it is in different countries because mm-hmm. I think every this is one of those things that every country probably runs so differently. There's no like standard, uh, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Correct. I guess the standard that everyone sees as the standard is the presidential debates in the US, uh, But that one is a very different kind of thing, uh. Yeah, it's it devolved and into entertainment already. Yeah, <laughs> especially <laughs> with Trump, uh, Yeah, he really made it like something to watch just to laugh at. Uh. So so when you when you watched it right, what was your what what were your expectations? What did you expect to to see and yeah, like I, what was your original overall sentiment? I mean, uh, I I I knew that they were all sort of reading from a script or so, but uh, <laughs> the the important thing is still like you know even reading from a script that you can see all the different levels of engagement and and different levels of uh uh their, their skill or, skill uh, yeah so. You, you compare the first guy to, you know, all the way to like <laughs> Pritam or Chi Sun Juan, you know, it's very different. La. Like the first three, which were, I think were Reform Party, uh, People's Voice and... Uh, and NSP. NSP, yeah. The first three, yeah. essentially you are watching and you are like, uh, okay, I'm totally not convinced by these people at all. Yeah, <laughs> the way right. they were talking, the way they were like... One, like I remember the Reform Party guy was like almost like clenching his face and like looking so yeah. nervous and just really reading of the script. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was the yeah. first guy, la, right? That we can talk about him, la, the Reform Party dude, Charles. Yeah. Charles uh Ow, is it Charles? Charles, Charles, Charles Yeo, yeah. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, what what do you think of so him? So I mean Yeah, like I think okay, so one of these things that always boggles my mind, right, is that mm. part of being a politician is your communication skills. Mm. You might not be you might not even have to be the, the smartest. You just need to have some charisma. Like, especially when people, when you're trying to get a base of people who are not convinced by you, you need to have some sort of charisma. Yeah. And this guy, honestly, I mean, okay, two things stuck out for me. Like, that I don't think his fist moved at all. And yeah. their tagline, right? Build back better, fairer. Just sounds like there's some grammatical <laughs> error or something. Like. Yeah. I mean, to me, the only reason this guy is here is because the boss of Reform Party, Kenneth Jairatnam, is on stay home notice. So he cannot come out and oh, do anything. So fuck. they had to send they had to send somebody, <laughs> so they sent him la. 
Yeah, so it's 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 kind of it's kind of crazy because you go and look at the online rally as well. They have to do <laughs> online rally via Zoom, so it's like all of them are at home. It's like it just looks like Zoom call, and then they call that their online rally. Then I'm like, oh my god, at least at least have like be in a room together, but they can't because kind of their big boss Kenneth Jaranam is on stay home notice. Uh. <laughs> what? Why is he on stay home? He, he doesn't live in Singapore. I think he lives in the UK or, or he has business there or what. So so, so he he, oh, he came fuck, back man. when the elections were announced and he tried to get uh, his stay home notice shortened but they were like uh, no that's not happening <laughs> oh, and then he's like okay fine so he's at home la. oh my god so that's why we got Charles Yo yesterday yeah I mean Charles Yo okay he seem, he has a sincere quality about him but mm-hmm. it just feels like okay if you're getting two minutes on national TV right yeah. it feels like yeah uh, I don't know he maybe he he has he didn't have time to get a haircut or something and I know this seems very superficial right but it's it it it's, it did stick out to me and mm-hmm. I guess yeah just the way he delivered it and yeah just just wasn't convincing like I yeah. I mean for a small party you have to start somewhere but oh mm, yeah. yeah. Mm. Then uh yeah the next one maybe do you think he was better the NSP NSP yeah, uh, I, National I Solidarity Party yeah Chief. Mr Spencer Ng Spencer yeah. Ng yeah what do, what do you think of his performance I mean he felt okay a little bit more human like he actually yeah. looked like he had nerves and senses and like everything was functioning well and yeah, yeah. he seemed a little bit more comfortable uh. so mm. I think Charles Yu, like what you said uh, for Reform Party he kind of got arrowed, arrowed. because he's the he's the campaign manager for volunteers. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, great, great. and he can be great at his job, but he might not be the best orator. Like whereas Spencer Ng, yeah. I think he's the secretary secretary general. Yeah. So I thought, okay, at least the way he communicated, he outlined like the the three goals of the party, even though it was very very high level and like yeah. well, I mean, honestly, it feels like the textbook thing you should say has a opposition party, mm-hmm. um, very high level goals. So okay, I thought, okay, this guy at least a bit more human, but still not convincing, lah. Yeah, yeah, definitely not the most charismatic uh, on on camera, But remember, this is uh, for a lot of these guys, especially the smaller parties. This is their yeah. first time under the bright lights of a big studio, and you know, with all the political heavyweights also in the same room at the same time. So yeah. probably okay, lah, yeah, lah. It'll be quite stressful, lah. But the the only thing I regret is that when we don't have physical rallies, we don't get all those moments like boo to PAP and all this yeah, kind of like. You know, <laughs> You see, you see these people, they are just itching to just explode and shout something like, fuck you, and all that, but they can't, you know, they have to stay so composed. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, I think you, you like what you said is actually very true because not to say we are just shitting on them for the sake of, uh, I mean, we, we do have to give them some credit because remember the first time I had to record a video for Ministry of Funny just talking mm, straight to the camera mm, yeah. and I told you, Terrence, do you mind leaving the room? And yeah. I think... You didn't say it, but I'm guessing you were thinking like, shut the fuck up, you idiot. But I think you just said, no, I just carry on and get used to it. So yeah. it was fucking uncomfortable. And this was just me in front of one camera in our office with two, with Terrence and our other uh, teammate there. And yeah. I was so fucking nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for these people who might not be used to, okay, because talking to a crowd, right, it is a very different thing. You know, you there's almost like you can feed off their energy. Whereas this one, right, the studio looks like it's a fucking cold place. Yeah. Um, and, you know, social distancing everywhere. So what this guy was looking at was probably just a teleprompter and a whole bunch of people standing one meter apart with masks. Yeah. Not the most welcoming thing to talk to. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. so as we as we comment, just bear in mind that we understand that they are also going to be facing some some experiences they've never experienced before. Yeah. But still, we are trying to be objective. Yeah, correct. Uh, yeah. Because that, 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 I guess a lot of the same comments also apply to the people's voice candidate. Michael Fang. Michael Fang. <laughs> but I just, one thing I have to state is, I fucking love his hair. Uh. His hair is like, throwback to Backstreet Boys, 1990s, center parted. Which is, it's yeah. just like, I mean, very few people can rock that look convincingly now, but he <laughs> totally looks like, looks the part. Uh. I mean, it just feels, I, like he strikes me as like, the, just the angry uncle at your mm. family dinner. <laughs> uh, and, and because the first two were like, you know, you can see the sp- the spark in their eyes even though yeah. it might be a little like stiff this guy's like you know what fuck this shit lah okay and he's leaning uh, over the table so uh, he leans forward like yeah. shoulders up and everything I just feel like people's voice I think maybe like Lim Tian being like very full of angst and anger probably yeah. attracts people who are just full of angst and anger and then someone with a dark coloured shirt it almost feels like he can have a sickle next to him and put on a hood and wow he'll be the grim reaper so. <laughs> yeah he looks he looks quite quite uh, scary lah quite fierce lah he so, yeah, so and he like, has the, the word Fang in his name. <laughs> I don't know if it's Fang, but yeah. Fang, like his 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 stern look. 
And I mean, what do you think about the stuff you were saying? Oh, I, I, I basically for you the first three, for the <laughs> first three <laughs> candidates, <laughs> I think I was just sitting there, like just watching and just figuring out like, so how did they choose these guys to come on the broadcast? Like, I wasn't really thinking about what they were saying, but obviously superficial they, piece of no, shit. No, but but for sure, for sure, you can say that the first few candidates there was a lot more foreigner bashing compared to not say bashing, yeah. but for, saying that foreigners are root of a lot of problems in Singapore. Right, and for the yeah. first three candidates, like, I would say. In fact, in fact, maybe so, Chi Sun Juan as well, like, but definitely for these first three, yeah. It was almost feels like escalating because I remember Michael Fang, he was quite accusatory about PAP and he used mm. words like disastrous policies. Yeah. And you know, that kind of like the PM earns 2.2 million, the cleaner yeah. earns 15,000, the PM yeah. earns 152 times. So it just feels like, okay, there that is a statistic, but but uh, it's just very, I mean, I, I just feel like it'll cause the PAP supporters or people who are on the fence to dig in deeper and like mm-hmm. just see like, wow, oh, this one is just again the same thing, like, you know, foreigner bashing and all that. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, so so just to clarify what you said, the first three you were uh, you were apathetic, uh, you were you were yeah. apathetic, uh, then uh, you became less less pathetic throughout. <laughs> because I mean, logic, like <laughs> I mean, okay, kudos to these parties for trying, but highly likely that they are facing an uphill battle to get focused. Yes, yeah. We're not gonna try I and make uphill. it harder for you all by by shitting on you all or anything. But yeah, this is I mean, essentially this is our area, like you know, presentation and 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 communications and all this is something that we uh, we do in our jobs uh, on, yeah. on YouTube and everything so that's why we want to and comment it, so much yeah. on it la. and right. it can be trained it can be it trained it can be yeah 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 it can be trained look at Harish so, like you know like from the first day he did he was in front of camera too now a star of <laughs> HBO and TV series and all that it can be trained Ooh, there is but, hope and <laughs> if, I think that our video, there was one video, I think, like awkward stories with Harish uh, being in the train or something. If you go to mm. our YouTube channel, you can watch it. And I think you will be able to tell the demeanor of, of my demeanor, how different it was when I was first talking to the camera in that video compared to how it was later on. Yeah, so yeah, it can yeah, be correct. trained. Probably it's not the focus of politicians, even though I think in this day and age, then it needs to be, but... Yeah, like what you said, even Kenneth Jayarana probably found out. Can you imagine when he saw the post on Lee Sin- by Lee Sin- he's going to address the nation, he was like, motherfucker, now I'm going to have to come here to Singapore. I'm going to be in fucking stay-home quarantine. Yeah, Shit! Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of people say, I mean, he should have basically, knowing that elections were close. Come back, la, right? He should have already been back already. La. What is he doing hiding oh, in the UK? La, not, like, well. not like the healthcare there is much better or anything, la, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but... Yeah. But yeah, then so after Michael, we Michael moved Fung, on to the yeah. the main course, which is yeah. Starts, this way. I mean, this is where it starts to get interesting, lah. When when yeah. Chi Sun Juan came on board, yeah, Chi, Chi Sun Juan so, of the Singapore so, Democratic Party, yeah, who is fresh off the the back of their of his head to head clash with yeah. Vivian B. Yeah, so I think yeah, for him again, there was still quite a uh talk a lot of talk about uh his. Uh, for I mean, basically, how foreigners are taking jobs from Singaporeans, and I think he was very earnestly trying to tell people that there is a that SDP has a manifesto, la, You know, the four years mm. one no thing, and that yeah. they claim that they've achieved the one no yeah, because <laughs> because they've got Vivian Balakrishnan <laughs> to shoot down the ten million population thing. Uh. So I was like, yeah. okay, that's cool. But uh, yeah, yeah la, What do you think of Chisun Juan's speech overall? I mean, okay. I think I think he's a, he is a fucking good speaker, la. Mm. Like he he really draws you in, and yeah, I mean, there's something about the way he does it, the weight of his words. I think he gets people to listen, la. And mm. compared to the the first three, I guess he he's definitely a lot more comfortable speaking about policies to to mm. a camera to a crowd. Mm. And yeah, it was a bit vindictive. You know, uh, he also did bring up the salary earned by a minister mm. um, and, and stuff like that. But And there's, there was a foreigner bashing. But in terms of charisma, in terms of making me feel like... Even, you know, like on the YouTube video when I was watching the first few, I like sped through. I, I could still yeah. understand the points. But this guy, I felt like, okay, let me let me listen. Enjoy it, in. right? Yeah, there's something about his delivery. Savor it a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. But right. I mean, but that's, that's why... That's why uh, I think physical rallies are very are very helpful to to opposition because you can really appeal to the emotions of people. I think this one he he kind of had to strike a balance between appearing very logical and giving numbers and everything, and also the emotional side. So he probably you probably hear a bit. You won't hear like the Ben and Jerry story ice cream story that I, that mm. I I heard from him before and all. But uh, yeah, yeah la, his his 
I mean, he's he's definitely not shying away from poking the PAP after the debate. He, in fact, if anything, he's doubling down. Like, but actually, him bringing up the minister's salaries or that, it's always a jolt. Uh, every time, every time someone brings it up, as much as you know, internally in my head, I sort of internalize. Okay, this is what they do with Singaporeans or that Singapore PAP. But yeah. every time you hear when someone like divides it into like, okay, so that means every freaking month they earn hundred thousand at minimum, you know. It just it's just such a joke every time you hear it. Like you know, when someone breaks it down like every week or every day or every hour how much they earn. But joke in what sense you mean? I mean it's a huge amount, uh, in the sense. I mean, oh, I, you're like, saying you're saying the breaking down is a joke or that number is a ridiculous number? The number is huge, la. the number is huge. Yeah. So so I mean, uh this is coming from from yeah like, you do you we do know that uh, there are people who I mean hundred thousand dollars for them is like years of work and all that la. but really the minister just in one month la. and then so it always makes me like okay uh, there there is always this incentive to to when you get into parliament and all that to want to get good books and be a minister and all these things la. because there is such a there is a financial incentive at the end of the day la, you know. Mm. So it's always a so, reminder that that people have more. There might be more motivations for getting the parliament or power than just, uh, than just purely like I just want to help the, the community. Yeah. But then, so I guess I mean for me, I don't know. I think maybe it's because I've heard it so many times, and it's almost like more people know about it. Uh, and when I hear it, I'm like, okay, it feels like they are hanging on to something that has been brought up so many times already. Yeah. And and. That that I think is what uh the WP, which is what I'll get into once we go to him, uh yeah. kind of avoid strategically like because mm. it is a fucking ridiculous number. Even when I heard, I was like, oh shit, it's hundred thousand a month. Ah. Fuck, yeah. that's like three thousand a day. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they just know? walk around and, and do the walk arounds and all that. Or if they take MC or so on, it's just like three thousand I mean, dollars. Okay, it is it is definitely a tough job, la, right? Mm. But there are so many jobs out there that are also as tough. Yeah. Uh, and you can argue like, oh, there's a lot of responsibility, you know. But sometimes, you know, the complete opposite. If you have no responsibility, then you also feel like fucking meaningless and shit, like, right? Um, mm. So yeah, the number did strike me, but my immediate like knee-jerk reaction was like, oh, again, is there nothing else mm. that, that we can speak about? So I don't know, that was my reaction. Yeah. Um, and and that's where it, it felt like, okay, like Chi Sun John has one, one tactic all the way, like, which mm. might be, I mean, his, that might be his strategy, like. Yeah. But I must give him credit for saying it in a way that I, w- I wouldn't be tempted to open up another tab and like like just see what's what's happening yeah, in the yeah. world and all that. Yeah. You, I mean, whatever you think about him, uh, a lot of people still want to listen to him talk. La, you know, even yeah. just to just for the, 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 the feeling, the shookness of him poking the PAP, talking about the salaries and all these uncomfortable topics that <laughs> yeah, people don't like to talk about. La. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, yeah, the, the minister's salaries, all that is, has been long debated and Everyone has a lot of different thoughts about it, but to put it as an election campaign, part of the election campaign is, is uh, yeah, like, like, I agree with you like, that a lot of people uh, don't want to hear about it already because it's it's been trodden on a lot of times. Uh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so that's, that's Chi Sun Juan. Uh, then <laughs> after that was uh, everyone's favourite... Uh, what do you, what, like Indian? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking of that, but okay. Since again, through the racial lens, Harish sees only yeah. the race. I was gonna say everyone's favorite beard, but you said you had to point out his race <laughs> because I, I mean, that was the first thing that stuck out to me. Like, whoa, shit, his beard is going out of control, man. Really? Uh? his beard yeah. is not that thick, what? Right? It's always been like that. Right? But okay, but you look at the four candidates before him. You see, like they just they all this like. Clean cut, I I clean cut and like really no facial hair, whatever. Then suddenly, wow, like quite menacing looking. Uh, to be honest, what what struck out <laughs> to me was like he's fuck, he looks fucking tall, man. Like he is, maybe he is, it's yeah. because maybe it's because uh, Chi Sun Juan and like Michael Fang before that were like crouching over Benning. Pritam was like fucking just he felt like a giant, yeah. yeah. It's almost like the, the the camera person. I mean, honestly, on the video, if you click back and forth between Chi Sun Juan and Pritam, it's like yeah. holy shit, this guy is this guy is uh, imposing, la. Yeah, and then yeah. my second thing is, I don't think he he seemed like he didn't blink throughout the whole thing, yeah. Was it really? I don't know. I mean, he probably did blink, but he like looks you dead into your eyes, yeah, um, yeah. and and just lays so, the, the the smack down. Uh. So you hear everything I'm saying. He sounds almost like kind of scary, uh, right? You know. Yeah. Is there a reason? Do you think there's a strategic reason why he's doing the beard thing during this GE? No, I but mean, he's always had the beard, right? But now it's even like thicker and everything than before. 
quarantine. No, he, he hasn't. He hasn't always had a beard. No, 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 no. Pritam, Pritam has had, Pritam has has had points where he didn't have beard. Also, let me Google Pritam yeah, Singh yeah. beard. Yeah. Uh, okay, you get a lot of beards, not all of which belong to Pritam. No, and then no actually, some I can't. I c- some of them were lighter also and everything. You see, not as thick. Uh. Yeah, oh, definitely have like when he he had, there was a beardless Pritam, as an MP in the budget twenty eighteen uh Gov SG discussions. Yeah. No, in fact, his beard, I think, has been thicker. And now, did he dye his beard? <laughs> because previously, it was a bit more black, eh? black yeah. and like a bit more peppery, you know? Yeah, so this is hey, like... Yeah, unless it's like the lighting, like, they, you know, they purposely moved the light away, then a lot of shadows on the beard to make it look yeah. thicker or something. But I honestly think his beard has been thicker in the past, so that didn't strike me. La. Maybe it's just because, like what you said, there's hellas, 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 beard! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first thing that strikes you, uh, like, wow. Maybe he's got this thing, you know, like, I, I know Jay-Z, every time he records an album, he goes in the studio and then he records and, and he works. For that whole month that he's working, right, he doesn't uh. shave his hair. And that's oh, like it? his thing, yeah, yeah. And he just wears a cap. So he raps about it, uh, like, you know, like hair poking through the cap holes and stuff like that. Maybe Pritam yeah. has a thing where every time coming to election, he doesn't touch his shaver until, no, like, maybe no, he the should, last he should. day. <laughs> He should double it up also because if he shaves his chin, right, yeah. then all that will be left will be a W on his face. <laughs> you know, the moustache plus yeah, the yeah, two yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, Pritam. You know, it's all about, you know, you have something that many of the other Chinese politicians don't have, like, the ability to wow. grow a beard. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he should, right? Maybe that's why he's, he's using to differentiate himself. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's why. <laughs> so, I mean, but the thing is, his talk, okay, honestly, like, he was an imposing speaker, but I didn't mm. feel he was charismatic. You didn't feel that? Uh, yeah, I almost yeah, yeah, felt yeah, like yeah. he was still, like, like okay, so uh, just the delivery, I felt he was uh, a bit quite, um, like, very imposing. Okay, this, mm. you know him, okay, this guy is going to be an authority, but I liked what he spoke about. La. Yeah, yeah. I mean, generally, like, the Workers' Party <clears throat> is going along the lines of, like, yeah, PAP will get the mandate regardless, so uh, you need us to be in power, you need us in parliament to help you provide alternative voice, lah. Uh, but actually, I, I feel like, I, I don't know, I mean, just talking to some a couple of friends who live in Aljuni and all that, uh, estate management is still a big concern to them in terms of like oh, what, yeah, what, what the kind of job that WP has done. So things like mm. leaking roofs, not being fixed and stuff like that still matter to them. So And you're saying that they haven't, they haven't had a good experience with that? Uh? Yeah, correct. So, uh, I mean, as much as people outside of these estates are saying that, yeah, you know, Workers' Party, what they're saying makes a lot of sense. At the end of the day, when it comes to the, you know, the bread and butter topics, if Workers' Party isn't delivering there, uh, it's very hard lah. It's very, I, th- I think there's a lot of residents of Aljunit and, and Hokang and everything. Uh, generally Aljunit lah, who will, mm. who might not, who might not buy into this whole, or oh, I need to provide alternative voice lah, you know. Mm. So that's why that's why I'm also curious because I did see one comment uh, on our Reddit by let me see uh, by uh, normal guy five five seven eight and yeah. he just expressed which what he calls an unpopular opinion saying that his mm. parents uh, actually didn't like Jameis during the the debate because mm. he was using big words economic jargons and with that little twang mm. and the wifi felt a bit flippant so and this was something I was talking to my brother about yesterday like for all we, WP is killing it on social media right do you yeah. think do you think there's a layer of like okay this cool this cool but but the reality is very different and just in the example you brought up you know we mm. see Pritam we hear his policies it's like wow fucking this guy's the man he's tall yeah. he's gonna like just be a very imposing presence but if the reality is very different once you remove yeah. that cool factor right could yeah. it actually be hurting them lah no, I mean, yeah, the big one of the big news topics yesterday that we uh, didn't talk about was that Workers' Party had to apologize for not sending a Chinese candidate for the for the debate, the Chinese debate on Channel mm. 8. So it's a huge deal, you know, because Lo Tia Kiang was known as like the Teochew speaker, the guy who could connect on the ground, who could give fiery Mandarin speeches in parliament and, and all that. Lah. So even Sylvia Lim cannot match that, that level. And then WP basically yeah. just decided not to send someone for the debate, which is very telling of like, yeah lah, they are not really, uh, the priority is definitely not on the, you know, the old, like the majority people who can't, the old uh, Chinese uncle who can't speak English lah. Yeah. So it is, it is quite a glaring mistake. I see a lot of people on Facebook saying, tun tun tun, this is, this is it for WP yeah. lah. 
So so I mean exactly what you're saying. Like it's it's very cool, and James Lim is 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 hot and everything. But the bread and butter people, the bread and butter issues, uh, might be they might be overlooking them lah at this point. Yeah, because my 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 brother basically he asked me something that made me think also like is it? I mean ultimately like um we even when we see in social media and even though mm. I think we do try to look at alternative opinions, you know, constantly seek out maybe more pro establishment, it is still an echo chamber lah. And and like what you said. I, normally, I guess if I wasn't as uh, as less pathetic as I am now, I would mm. think okay, don't have Chinese speakers. So what? Singapore is English lah, but that's not the yeah. case, right? It's almost like you know, you look at A Boys to Men, you're like, uh, but how can that movie do well? But yeah. it resonates with a lot of fucking people lah. And then yeah. something that is more English focused, you might still resonate with people, but it's always going to be a smaller demographic. And now, like what you said, that that Mandarin thing. The more I thought about it, the more I'm like, wow, fuck, yeah. They might be appealing a lot to this one more progressive liberal demographic, of which mm. we see a lot because we live in those echo chambers. But yeah. the reality, mm. yeah. So so that's why I mean, I don't know. Maybe shaving a beard and being more looking less imposing <laughs> might actually be a, hey, a strategy. Fuck you, lah. Okay, the the <laughs> less imposing thing I can do is shaving a beard. Ah, this this nonsense, nonsense. Why? Because why, why, then why? it's like. So you're saying that he's because he got beard, people without beard cannot relate to him, is it? No, I mean you think about it, what, right? The term when you say someone is very clean cut and everything that is associated with being like you know a good boy, you know, very clean, very non corrupt and all that. So so that's one thing about a beard. A beard is a very like hipster, like you know I don't care kind of thing. So it is. It so is there's something Singap- we said, lah. You say Singaporeans, the older Singaporeans are not ready for a beard, is it? First of all, <laughs> they're not ready for an Indian. Then we got India with beard confirm. At least Tarman is like you know like a just hellas for the most part. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Top correct, and bottom. Correct. correct. Whereas Pritam is like the opposite. He's like uh, like Tarman with hair, lah. Yeah. And that is something doubly that Singaporeans are not ready for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, maybe uh, as ridiculous as that sounds, right? Yeah. If if the demographic that is not ready for Tarman, maybe they look at Pritam, you're like, wow, maybe he has to lose a beard, lose some hair on his head, then then acceptable. <laughs> yeah. Pritam, you're too damn hairy, Pritam. You're too cool. Somehow you're, you're you, too wear cool. Short, you wear short sleeve also, like, can tell, like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a hairy dude as well, but but this is just toying with the idea that it matters. Like, I don't know how much yeah. it matters, yeah. but I think he has more hair than all the six other candidates combined. Yeah, correct. And probably definitely more than the next guy <laughs> yeah. who is... Uh, Tan Cheng Bok Tan from Cheng the PSP. Bok. Now this yeah. one was was I was looking forward to it. Like, I was looking forward to it because, uh, like like I mean, I, hearing Tan Cheng Bok talk during interviews and all that, I've always felt like, eh, does this guy can this guy really you know like can he we vote him to be into office and be sure that he can really you know make it I mean make it to the parliamentary sessions and really speak up like aggressively against PAP's policies. So so that was uh that was one thing I was looking forward to. How about you, eh? Yeah, I mean I exactly like I always used to think like this this is the guy who ran for president once, right? Yeah, twenty eleven. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, uh, this guy I don't know like but honestly hearing you speak, the fact that he's eighty fucking years old, right, yeah. blew my mind. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was and super in, impressed. I was super impressed yeah. by him, yeah. Yeah. So I would say if I had to choose one speaker throughout this that I felt like, oh shit, fuck man. This guy, this guy will be it because yeah. he immediately put up up front as he's eighty, and then you really yeah. look at him like, oh shit, eighty yeah. years old. And, and he asked smart. the question, right? He yeah. asked, "Why am I eighty, and why am I fighting this election?" Uh? Yeah, right. So, so it's it's, yeah. a, it's something that you would ask also, like, like, yeah, you know, usually, I mean, he's a doctor and everything. He could easily retire and just like chill the fuck out for the rest of his life, uh. Yeah, that's why. Like, so, so yeah. Props to him, man. And and what he was saying also, I thought, yeah, like they focus on opposition representation which mm. is a, a smart move. He didn't really bash the foreigners or at least I don't yeah. recall. And I thought, wow, fuck, powers yeah, this guy. And, and the, the, one thing, the one thing he did that I think uh, Pritam didn't maybe do as well is he said that, you know, you can be what you can be assured that because I have an experience running a town council. Mm. So we yeah. are, we in my party, we have experience running town council. Although probably it's just him. <laughs> la. But, but the, it makes you feel oh, okay. At least this guy he knows how to take care of the bread and butter issues, and he also wants to you know be the alternative he, voice, la. And he was a minister for twenty seven years, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, obviously, it's, hell, man. that's a big, that's a big like, yeah. Uh, yes, you did well. You know, that's a big endorsement. So I think he used that to his advantage, la. Whereas like I think for a workers' party, maybe because of the whole, uh, you know, the whole legal tussle over the the management of the t- the town council, it's yeah, not something yeah. that they want to shout about, la. Whereas he yeah, has a so- record that he can shout about, la. Yeah, that's why Tan Ching Bok. I, I was damn impressed, yeah. 
And yeah. I was like, wow, this guy. The only thing is, he fucking go and plagiarized the blank check from Jameis, yeah? No, no, dude, no, no. <laughs> he took it back from Jameis. Oh, this is how it? I went to research. Oh like when God. when he was a when he was a PAP MP, he actually gave a speech, like and oh, almost admonishing shit. the new generation of PAP MP, saying that you know the we are not given a blank check from from the people and all that. So oh, he, you just puff mark my ass, yeah, man. Yeah, mark you. Don't go <laughs> you and your Jameis Opa, your Jameis man crush, all that. Please, please, <laughs> let's give credit where credit is due. Famous like, Jameis, yeah, Tan Cheng Bok. <laughs> Was the one who first said blank check. He's the first opposition Whoa, that, guy here who said blank check. Yeah, that makes him even more badass. Man. He, he didn't even have to say it. Probably he was thinking in his mind, Jameis. All right, yeah. this is my fucking term. Okay, yeah, don't don't think just because you made it cool, uh, Yeah, I am the OG. You no, know? I'm and the he, OG. The he said it as a PAP MP. Oh. he said it as a PAP, not even as an opposition. That's what's crazy. So this guy is fucking legit, man. Legit badass. <laughs> wow, Sheila. Yeah. That, that, that is quite cool, Sheila. Then some more he got yeah. Lee Sien Yang in his in his wing. Yeah, Woo. yeah, yeah. Woohoo! Well done, Mister TCB. TCB. I, I mean, I'm glad he had a good showing. Uh, last night. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking then, power. Fucking then we come power. to the main <laughs> highlight: the guy who had, thir- I think, thirteen minutes. Uh, thirteen minutes of air wow, time. Yes, yeah. Uh, I mean, thirteen okay. minutes could have been felt like forty. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, though, like, okay, he starts. He's definitely putting in the effort. Like yeah. when he starts, and he says. My fellow Singaporeans, good evening. And he lifts his yeah. hand up, right? Yeah. You can tell, like, okay, there's probably he's probably been through like a Skillshare course on how to do public speaking or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. You know, use your hands and and gesture. And I mean, okay, like, just okay. He's probably a super nice guy. He's probably yeah. super competent. Yeah. But wow, his fucking communication skills. Like what you said, I definitely open some other tabs. Like I definitely <laughs> check my phone. I definitely <laughs> throw what the fuck he was saying. <laughs> and I didn't yeah. even realize it. I caught myself looking at my phone in the middle of his speech, and I was like, what am I yeah. doing? Like, I, I can't, I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, a lot of people say that uh, Hing Sui Kiat is like a safe pair of hands. Uh. That's, I think that's what literally what Lee Kuan Yew said. Safe pair of hands to hand the nation to. Uh. So in a bit yeah. in, in a bit of way, like how Go Chok Tong was a safe pair of hands. Wasn't the most charismatic, but a safe pair of hands. But I think there's a very big difference if you're comparing Go Chok Tong and Hing Sui Kiat. Go Chok Tong was like a six foot tall swimmer with honestly quite a deep voice and, and quite yeah. can be imposing when he stands up and talks to people so easy. Whereas yeah. Heng Sui Kiat, actually his stature is much smaller and his voice is much higher pitched and everything. Uh. So it's very different to compare even Go Chok Tong and Heng Sui Kiat, <laughs> right? So I mean, it's like, wow, like like, like you said, like, even the hand movements, although he was moving them a lot, but if you look at his like his palms, uh, they were like locked in this like, uh, almost like a <laughs> Like a what do you call it uh? Like a what's a baby when it's curled up like that called? Like uh, a, most like babies are like that. What do you mean, baby when, animal? Which animal? No, no. When 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 you curl up in this position, fetus. Yeah, yeah. Like fetal fetal kind of position. Like the hands are like uh-huh. you know like cupped like that, like a fetal position. <laughs> so he just kept talking like that, and I felt oh my god, it just feels very. Like like you say lah, like if he was trained to do this and he's adhering to it, yeah, so without like you know breaking a. Even just for a while, just like, oh, you know, like, oh, shit, oh, sorry, I said something wrongly. Because I read Tan Cheng Bok, he said something wrong during his speech. Like, he read the teleprompter. Oh, yeah, wrongly. yeah, correct, Then he turned around, correct, he, correct. He, he backtracked, he, then he read the correct line. So I was like, okay, at least he's got presence of mind to know when he's saying something yeah. wrong. Whereas in Hicks yeah. Wicked's eyes, I just saw, I looked into the deep abyss and <laughs> I couldn't see the end of it. <laughs> no, and how how you even look into the deep abyss? Because I think he was looking at the teleprompter. Like, I wasn't sure where he was looking at. And yeah, I think yeah. his teleprompter probably had also, right? You know, teleprompter normally is just the lines. His one will have, okay, yeah. left hand up, okay, left hand down. Right hand, left hand up, <laughs> uh, left hand down. Because, so, okay, so this might be a case of, of the PAP's uh, emphasis on meritocracy. And I say meritocracy in air quotes, probably potentially hurting them like, because yeah. he might be fucking capable policy-wise. But the social the, the politics of today, right, I think with social media and all, unfortunately, a big part comes with your showmanship. Like. And the last thing we want is a pol- like very competent policymaker to lose out to someone who may be more charismatic but less politically skilled, like, which in the case, look, in the fucking US, like, you know, Donald mm-hmm. Trump, right? And I think for the longest part, people just thought, okay, this guy is just full of crap, you know, but... He is charismatic. You cannot deny that. And fucking mm. Hanks, we get what? Like what you said, 13 minutes that felt like 40. 
just yeah. sums up exactly what it, like for reform party all I hear all I remember is build back better fairer and I don't even know what yeah. and for things we get is like oh my god what you did he what, yeah what was it it was like the the he was just he was just a physical museum because like, they were also talking about <laughs> stuff that PAP has done and all right yeah. then he just felt like what is this it's yeah. not inspiring at all that's why I, we, we mentioned before I, mean, I, I feel like he needs to just own his personality and not feel like not feel like he's trying to to make up for something he doesn't have, exactly. right? Right. Exactly, like like yeah. if you're if you're the soft spoken quiet guy, you know, you can acknowledge it and I'm you know and, and or even like like the we care at East Coast, that whole thing, that whole <laughs> thing. Just acknowledge it and make laugh about it, laugh at yourself and people will will they'll give you a free pass for it, you know, that's fine. But don't be so don't appear so scared to make a mistake. That's like a primary school yeah. student kind of feel, you know. You know, sugar daddy hang, just just be yourself, bro. Yeah, be yourself. Just be yourself. People like authenticity. <laughs> and even, yeah, yeah. even if you mess up once in a while, that's fine. That made me like you even more. Cause I feel like okay, you're no longer a robot. Yeah. Hey, speaking know? of which uh, your sugar daddy hang seems to be picking up uh, like a lot of people are saying yeah, that they, they like to call him sugar, sugar daddy, daddy hang, man. <laughs> yeah, I love I love sugar daddy hang. Imagine Heng. if that's is like he calls himself that is like, you know, I know people have called me sugar daddy hang. And yeah, it's as the finance minister and all that is quite yeah. interesting. Well, I would love it <laughs> if he's done something like that. La. Fucking yeah. awesome, man. And like be our sugar daddy. Sugar yeah. uh, Don't be our like our our Discipline robot, you know, like our Boston or, yeah. Dynamics robot or something. Be <laughs> be our sugar daddy. Yeah. Be be yeah. our sugar daddy, Hanks We we still have I mean, you are obviously competent, you know. Um and just just let your personality shine through, my friend. Mm. Yeah, because in know, some ways I I almost see him like uh like within the PAP as like almost like the underdog like, Probably because like now there are a lot a lot of people probably questioning whether can he like you know lead the PAP as Secretary General and all that la. So so it's almost like I would love to see if at the end of this election, whatever the results are, at the end of the election he also becomes like more confident of his position and you know able to laugh at himself and and, and everything as well la, Right. Feels like feels like he needs an extreme makeover. <laughs> you know, just put it through the show, like give him like, like some the I new know, some queer eye the glasses. <laughs> queer eye comes to GE twenty twenty. Yeah. That'll be freaking crazy, man. <laughs> First, all right, Pritam, we gotta get rid of that beard. Let be that like, be beard. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, Higgs we care like you know the the change up the glasses. You know, mm. maybe give Hinks mm. Kid some facial hair if that's possible. And yeah. just like, just, you know, like a sleeve tattoo or something. Yeah. Wow, fucking hell. Can you imagine the next time he raises his hands up, right? You see some tattoo like, fuck you, you know, <laughs> just like. Then then he can be as quiet as he want. But then on his hand, he's like, I will eat I will eat you alive or something. You know, no, PAP. Like, if he's conservative, just, just hide it like under the armpit. Like, like all oh, the, yeah, yeah, correct. Like, like a lot of people like to do like that, that kind of. Yeah, you mean, <laughs> you, what kind of people are these people? Huh? Like Terrence? you, like, like I, you, like also hide up. Yeah. Hide tattoo here so that mother won't scold you, right? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you lah. No. Well, well, for I, for, I really, yeah. for reference, we are saying that uh, because Harry, I think you have a tattoo on your yeah, on like, your bicep, but very cl- so close to your armpit, bicep. so close to your armpit that you really have to like raise your hand for people to see. Yeah, it. because because it is an incidental tattoo, so it shows that it's for me. You know, I don't really care about people seeing it, even though I do care like, But I communicate <laughs> the oh, the impression that. You know what? I'm too cool. I don't need to put it on my neck where I can't fucking see the tattoo because the tattoo is for me. It has meaning. But if you happen to see it when I raise my arm, sure. And honestly, sometimes like when I was dating, right? I used to I used to do it like you know like oh you know just show just because it gives me a bit of edge. And then I will always see their eyes look at it, and then they they just will kind of bypass it. But I know fucking I've hooked them already. I've hooked them in. So basically, you got it so that people will ask you questions about it, lah, right? Yeah, lah. Why else would you get a tattoo? <laughs> It's in Sanskrit. For all we know, I know what it means, but for all we know, it might say, yeah, I have two, nip- I have four nipples or something like that. I don't know. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so yeah, Hing- yeah, Hing if you want to get a tattoo. Honestly, yeah. yeah, if he gets a tattoo, right, fucking that will be overnight, you know, just like, just something cryptic, you know, for us to to, maybe, to dissect. That'll be- maybe after after election day, you know, like how Joseph Schooling, after he won the Olympics, he got the Olympics <laughs> yeah, tattoo on him. Five rings, maybe right? after this, they'll get like, what, GE 2020 tattoo on his bicep, uh. No, it'd be, it'd be, I have a plan. Have. Just, <laughs> just I have a plan. East Coast plan. Okay? East Coast plan. Yeah, East Coast plan. <laughs> yeah, the ECP. He'll just get ECP yeah, on yeah. his on his armpit. Yeah. Wow, that would be fucking dope. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. But yeah, so so that, yeah, so that, that was, was our, our assessment <laughs> of party political broadcast twenty twenty. <laughs> so you, 
<laughs> so you can tell what we were thinking, lah. You know, like I'm sure, like yeah. mothership, you know, they're going to distill, like, oh, what was the impact? We are talking about the tattoos, hangs we catch, you get, yeah, or just like a sugar cube, you know, just like sugar, sugar daddy, yeah, sugar daddy hang, man, sugar daddy hang, yeah, yeah, but Ooh. okay, cool. oh shit, cool. that was a long time, man, yeah, but now, yeah, <laughs> okay. we. We usually talk about a few chaplang topics, but uh, we also realize that hey, these chaplang topics evolve a lot over time. So what we try to do now is to select uh, one chaplang one. topic each, lah, right? Yeah, to, to, and to also discuss. because because we know we can go on talking forever, but we also want to make sure because we're doing it every day, right? And we just yeah. want more people to listen, so we want to keep it to like forty plus fifty plus minutes. So we're gonna yeah. speed through the rest of the this podcast because we don't want to get through it. So what is your right. first chaplang topic? So my, I think if you've been Looking around, there have been some photos, uh, screenshots of Straits Times headlines uh, that have been modified, uh, disturbing, have been modified from the time they were published to later in the day uh, to mm. sort of like, uh, I mean, for example, when, you know, the internet was going nuts over Jameis Slim, right? So there was a yeah. basically a, a post about, uh, I mean, an article on Asia One that basically said like, uh, Singapore GE 2020 voters being asked for blank check says Workers Party on TV debate, and then um, and then for some reason the Straits Times later had to just later they revised the headline to Singapore GE 2020 WP wants to deny PAP a blank check says Jameis hmm. Lim. So uh, I mean, you look at these two headlines, right? I mean, we can post the the, the link to it also, but you look at the two headlines. One of them mentions uh, PAP. The other one doesn't mention PAP. La. So I think what the... Some some people were asking Reddit, la, hey, what's the difference between these two? Uh, generally, the first one was almost saying like that PAP was uh, asking for voters for a blank check, which makes mm. paints PAP in a not such a good light. Whereas the second yeah. one sort of like uh, makes it a bit le- more innocent. La. It just says that WP wants to deny PAP a blank check. As, as if it's, a, it's just a squabble between the two parties. So yeah. just to see Straits Times revise something to to dilute the meaning of what was what they were saying originally, uh, especially when, when, you know, like all these things matter, like the perception of how they report stuff matters. It's yeah. quite dis- disturbing to me. Like. And, and I think that was not just the only instant, right? There was another yeah. one as well. Yeah, uh, on Asia 1. Yeah, do you have it? It was... Yeah, it, it was the first article came out and this was the day after the, the debate where Jameis Lim uh, won over the internet and literally the title read WP's Jameis Lim wins over the internet performance uh, over the internet after performance in GE 2020 live debates. Right, mm. so that came out uh, and there was a screenshot of just Jameis overlaid with one of the comments that said, I can watch Jameis Lim speak all day. And then mm. like a few hours later, it was the image was tweaked to show Jameis Lim and Vivian Balakrishnan, and mm. the title was amended to say WP's Jameis Lim and PAP's Vivian Balakrishnan win over the internet after their G twenty twenty debate performances. Yeah. So literally, and PAP's Vivian Balakrishnan was inserted into the title, and yeah. you look at it, you're like, wow, fuck! How the fact does that make? How does that make sense? Yeah, you know? I mean, for I, of course, there's the argument people might say, oh. Uh, but but maybe they realize it's more accurate to reflect both. Then I would say just write another fucking article about Vivian Balakrishnan. Let him have his own article, right? Like yeah. keep your original article as it is, and then add on to it. Then you have more content. Why must you, why must you go and modify something to feel like to make it more balanced between the two, right? Yeah, and then you know, like if you actually click on the Asia One article, so at first uh, I saw there's an editor's note to acknowledge the change, like so I was like, okay, fine, they are gonna change. And what the fucking editor's note, right? All it says is the editor replies, we want to thank readers for their feedback. This article was published under the original headline WP's Genius, blah blah blah. blah, blah. Uh, it was updated on July second, and the headline was amended to reflect additional reporting. What yeah. the fuck is this additional reporting? The yeah. only thing I think they added, right, was somewhere in the thing, there's one paragraph saying, across social media, the man, uh, i.e. Jameis Lim, has been hailed as someone who needs to be ushered into parliament for his eloquence and intelligence. The next paragraph literally says this. As for Dr. Balakrishnan, the MF uh, Minister for Foreign Affairs, also scored tons of brownie points online for his composure under keen queries fielded by the opposition. In particular, audiences were thrilled to see the PAP veteran trading blows with Chi Sun Juan. I'm like, how the fuck is that additional reporting? You don't quantify yeah. how what these brownie points are, what yeah. audiences were thrilled. So if that's the only thing they added right, it's, it's disgusting as fuck, man. Yeah. Like, this was so disappointing. Yeah. And I think I think what people are doing online is very good. It's just telling anyone who reads these articles, anytime you see something that maybe you feel 
campaigns and opposition party in a different light, right? Just take a screenshot. Yeah. And then come back a few hours later. If you see a difference, just post it online. Because mm. the fact that this reached the Asia One editor, you can be sure that, okay, I don't know how much you would care, but it needs to be highlighted because this is fucking disgusting. La. Yeah, I mean, in the larger scheme of things, like, the, the thing is, PAP, you can win. You PAP, you have the candidates, you have the know-how, you have the ability and the drive and the passion. We don't doubt all that. But when you all play dirty tricks like that, la, like, like, you know, forcing the mainstream media to have to bend to say that you did just as well when it's a completely separate in- I think the the discovery of Jameis Lim like like we like we discussed it it was a separate topic from Vivian versus Chisun Juan and you can report it as separate topics you know there's no yeah. need to everything must be like balanced within the two then it's okay because there's obviously an imbalance la. There, there is an imbalance in terms of exposure imbalance in terms of experience and everything so when you play dirty like that, it makes people not want to support support you when 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 it comes to these kind of things, uh. yeah, and Asia one I thought was already let was less uh like uh had their genitals held by the government like, but apparently it did it is it is as held as tightly as even the straight times mm-hmm. because so, yeah so I I think for, as a listener yeah just make sure anytime there's something that that you see yeah that is very pro opposition just take a fucking screenshot and come back a few hours later and yeah. speaking of which my chapalang topic is also something related to Asia one. Yeah, well, but I mean, one, one thing I just want to add also is that we, it, I think it doesn't matter which party is favoring and all that, lah, right? But I yeah. think the important thing is that we, because the media is is one now, especially because we got no physical rallies and everything, is especially important what we read on the internet. And everything is also as as much as possible, uh, not tainted by whatever political intentions the writers or whatever have, like, Of course, there will be, but. If you already publish something, then then we hope that they stick with it and not move, move uh yeah. move left or move right because of internal pressures and all that la. So so I think yeah la, like you say it's it's important to keep try and keep them in check also. Do we need checks and balances against what the media is reporting to us la, Right. Yeah, because just think about the older generation, people like your mothers, they place a lot of emphasis on the titles of articles. Mm. And I think what Terence said is also is very true in the sense that it shouldn't just be focused on pro opposition articles it's just the it's just that i think there's a higher likelihood of pro opposition articles being tweaked like but maybe if they start tweaking pro pap articles to make it more balanced that would be fucking good as well mm, you know yeah. so if you see that happening take screenshots of that because yeah. that, that that i don't know whether it's a good problem or a bad problem but it feels like less of a problem than this like. yeah yeah correct, <gasps> correct. <sighs> but so, yeah, yeah we, we, next... we want we just just say it here we want to hold our media to a higher standard than, Whoa, this is coming from Terence, who yeah. three few podcasts ago had given up hope on local media. I, I oh, give, I, I mean, I, I give up hope for for. I mean, I I don't have a, a very high, high standard <laughs> in general, but I think during the elections, especially when we're, a lot of us are because of COVID nineteen all that, there, there there's a lot more restrictions. I feel, uh, we are much more reliant on the media than we were in in the one two years prior, la, Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. It's, it's more important now, la. Yeah. So, so yeah, so the, the next Chapalang topic, which, I mean, I, I just saw one person post on it on Facebook. I think there's too many bigger things happening. But basically, it's an Asian One article that is titled GE 2020, Who Wore It Better? Nomination Day's Most Fashionable Females. <laughs> I, I mean, I look at the title really. First of all, like, I, I just find it, uh, this kind of article is always like, you're taking weird... I mean, it's not it's not say entertainment or like Oscars or something. So that's one thing. The second thing is, um, it's in the back of everything that the the there's so much emphasis on not objectifying women and placing them on equal footing as men, right? Yeah. Through this fucking article, I mean, they 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 give whatever they define as context. Uh. for the males, it's simple: shirt and pants in their party colors, and it's settled. But for the female candidates, they are forty this year. There's no standard issue. One design fits all tops and bottoms, and they are left to their own devices to put together their ensembles. But uh, but, yeah, but our female politicians be uh, certainly certainly up for the challenge, and then they, li- they literally go through every party and then pick out a few people who they thought dressed well, uh, which I think mm-hmm. is fucking stupid because then you're not talking about their policies, you're not talking about the stuff that we need to uh, be be pay more attention to, and you're just reducing them to their clothes, uh, which is so damn fucking stupid, man. Here's a question, uh. So what what is different between them and us? We just talked about Pritam's beard and and Hingsi Kets uh haircut and everything for the for the last forty minutes. What's the difference? Because I think traditionally there we've seen this happen before where where uh 
I mean, okay. So so first of all, I think the fact that they, they were all <laughs> no, fuck you, okay, fuck you. I'm going through my thoughts, okay, because okay? okay. so, I know so. what you're trying to paint me as just is oh, you know, like let's keep fucking genders equal when I don't really know what the fuck I'm talking about. The first thing is that debate only had men, okay, right. This okay. one, they are basically going through. They are showing pictures of the females amongst men and then yeah. commenting on on what they're wearing, lah. Yeah. So already, if you're talking about equal footing, uh, then but they're comparing women, or they're not comparing them to men, or what? Like, it's no, just the photos they're, they're, that happen to be with men. But like. yeah, but they are showing photos of them next to men and yeah. then singling them out for for their choice, lah. And you could argue yeah. that okay, the men are wearing similar things, but I'm looking at this picture and Shamugam is wearing different shoes compared to the other guys. They're wearing different belts. You yeah. know, they're having different things. So I just felt like, and going back to what we were discussing about uh, preterm and all, I still feel that we mentioned what their political beliefs are, what they spoke about, right? Yeah. And I think yeah. the, the issue I have with things like this that kind of just look at one aspect of a person is that it paints them with a single brushstroke and kind of, how you say, uh, doesn't portray them in a more holistic way holistic way like especially when if it's about politics and policies uh you want to hear you want to see them and and uh how you say uh, categorize them based on their policies and i just thought this article felt a little too uh like light-hearted almost too entertainment focused and took away from the important stuff mm. no, I so mean, let, me, let me offer you more rope you can feel me struggling <laughs> No, I mean because you both of us engaged in it, like, I was just baiting you like. But at the end of the yeah. day, we were we also talked about the policies, right? We also talked about the stuff yeah. they talked about. We tried and our approach was about how they looked uh in relation to how a view uh, how a voter would perceive them. So it's about you know, like looking gentle so that a, a, a voter can can uh you know feel like you you take care of me and stuff like that. Whereas like yeah, I agree like this article is all about Oh, you know, she wore a white polo tee, paired it with slim cut capri pants and sneakers, make her yeah. look younger <laughs> than actual right. age. But how does that affect how a voter perceives? Is there something, an issue like that? Do they have younger voters in in this area or something like that? You know, that that would have been helpful if they if they said something like that. But like like when I talk about Tin Pei Ling versus like the Gan Xiao Huang, that kind of thing, it, it matters because Tin Pei Ling used to be made fun of for for her a bit childish antics, uh, But now she's really seems to have matured, and the way she speaks, everything. So that presentation matters because it affects how voters perceive her. Whereas yeah. this one is like whether they wear capri pants or what. <laughs> I, honestly, how does ridiculous. that make a difference? Uh, you know? No. Yeah, and just to really hammer home how fucking they don't talk about policies at all. This is what uh. they wrote to describe Cheng Li Hui who is uh, I think a PAP politician or yeah. doesn't matter which party. Yeah. Cheng opted to wear a one-piece white dress with a unique neckline that features a sideways slit and an off-center front slit at the skirt. She paired her dress with a pair of pointy nude flats for a well put together look. Yeah. What <laughs> the fuck? Man? <laughs> That's all they say about her. Yeah. So then, and then Sylvia Lim, stick to what you know uh stick to what you know works is what Lim clearly believes as she wore a top that we have seen her wear previously many a time. It is still yeah. flattering on her as it is well cut with a round neckline and short sleeves. God damn. Yeah. And even between the Workers' Party women who are all wearing the same top, uh, they were like you know, Tan decided the tuck-out option was more her style. <laughs> her, on the other hand, opted for a wider neckline with one more button undone compared to the other two. So I'm like, oh, oh my, my god. god. Like, like this day and age, like, we, let's try and focus as much as possible on their policies. Yes, their presentation and all that is important, but try to at least link it back to what they are talking about in their policies, like, right? Yeah, and in some way, in the grand scheme of things, right, we had the live debates. It was for yeah. men. We had yeah. the 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 live broadcast, like political broadcast, is all men. You know, yeah. I think there are more female candidates, and and I think a lot of them are fucking competent, like, like some some you see their videos, their backgrounds, they're all like fucking established. And I think, yeah. okay, even if Asian one doesn't give a shit about gender equality, right? Given your uh, a publication house for media, shouldn't you be aware that in this day and age, these sort of articles just make you look like a dumbass? And mm. I can't tell whether the journalist is male or female. I tried to look him or her up. But yeah. either way, it just feels like, wow, really, uh, really. Yeah. Uh. It's really, Asian yeah. One. Asian one. In bad, in bad taste, like, in bad taste. And the fucking thing, okay, the one thing is, right, if you want to talk about fashion, right, you know gun, yeah. the, the general gun, the Marymount commander-in-chief? Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. even complimented her dress choice, which I think uh. if you want to go from a fashion point of view, uh, yeah, then, you, then you're not even doing a good job at that. So. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. God so, yeah, yeah. But yeah, those, those were our two chapalang topics. So again, again, I think this is all about holding our media to a higher standard. Lah. 
if they're going yes. to be reporting on on uh, they are very crucial play a very crucial role in the COVID nineteen election, please hold them to a higher standard, la. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Whew. Yeah. God damn it. Okay. On on to a a more light hearted uh uh segment which which is just basically us responding to the most interesting uh comment that we we've seen recently on on our podcast uh yep. pod, our subreddit thread. Ideas to talk about on Yala, but so we always are so heartened by the suggestions that come in. Uh, mm-hmm. And please do keep them coming. The thing is, we, we can, because there's so much to talk about in this daily podcast, we want to just respond to one that mm. we feel is not just the, the most interesting uh, comment or anything. It's just the thing that we feel we can address in a short time uh, yep. and, and is relevant to the podcast. La. So there yeah. are some comments that we will address on the Reddit, but just bear, bear, bear that in mind. La. Yeah. So this so one, the, the one the, is by Intelligent yeah. Eyes, right? Correct. So the post that they're talking about, yeah. Yeah, and he was he or she was just asking about the what we think about WP's proposal for lowering the age of BTO flat applications for singles from thirty five to twenty eight. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so 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 what are what are your thoughts? Uh, uh I think it's interesting because it seems like uh, well, is Workers Party the only one that is trying to to ask for this? I think that was one of their main camp, uh, manifesto highlights. I haven't yeah. heard any of other campaigns talk yeah. about it, so I believe it might be the case. I think, yeah, I think it, it comes from that. The, basically, their policy is the because they believe that there's an expectation that Singaporeans should be get married before 35, which is a very outdated policy la, in the sense that a lot of Singaporeans are already almost financially impen- independent before they get married. Whereas in the yeah. old days, yeah, like you you used to, to get married together so that you could you know pull your your savings together and then buy a place and everything, like. But nowadays, like you know, people coming out of NUS or coming out of university, they they they're quite. I mean, the median salary is what four thousand dollars or something like that already. Yeah. So it's mm. uh, I mean, for some people, I think having the financial independence uh, rather than like forcing them to only have to rent a place if they want to move out, for you know, all the way till they're thirty five. Uh, why not give them the option of being able to purchase a flat la, if they if their choice is if their lifestyle choice also is to not want to get married la, right which is a completely legit lifestyle choice la. Yeah. yeah and and I think I think it does make a lot of sense because yeah property in Singapore it is it can also be seen as an investment and speaking from the perspective of someone who did rent uh, a flat with a few friends when I was 30 uh, yeah. it was definitely uh, a dent on my finances because I wasn't I mean yeah I, I didn't take a lucrative path of consulting or investment banking or something that that has on average higher higher salaries so yeah. but it was more like okay it was an important thing for me and I didn't have a chance to you know even put down my name for a BTO because there is a waiting time right Mm, yeah, correct. Right, correct. there is a waiting time, and yeah. and it would be great if if there was that opportunity. So I'm in full support of this, like because ultimately it is still something that people need to opt into. You know, the decision mm. to buy a house is not going to be forced on you, right? This is just yeah. say let's give an option to people who maybe can. the The other question is, would it result that that would that came to mind? Is would it in some way result to inequality? Because if you think about it, yeah. the people who can afford a flat when they're 28 or 29. Chances are they are more well off than their peers, la. And yeah. in some way, you could argue that by limiting it to thirty-five, you allow people in not so lucrative careers to build up uh, a pool of of cash that they can. It gives them a bit more time to catch up per se, Because you can imagine if it's open to twenty-eight year olds, only twenty-eight olds who are going to be able to afford yeah. twenty-eight on average as a guy coming out of Singapore Army and University, you have three years of working experience, right? Yeah. Correct. So you're either in a very high-paying job or you have access to that. So that is my only concern, la. Yeah. I still actually, think there might be ways around it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, actually, I agree with you, but it's just that I'm a bit. Uh, I'm just thinking how they arrived at 28 lah, cause yeah, 28 sounds to me like you practically you just entered the workforce, and 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 like um yeah like you're not very you're probably not uh you're not you can't be I mean okay assuming it's a median income kind of thing, like yeah. it's the idea for you to by 28 already you have to own your own property because. It sounds like uh, yeah, like it's quite a it's quite a quite a big commitment to to get into when when you just entering the workforce from a very young age like, which is essentially a, a you're talking about twenty thirty years of, of of paying off your loan or so like, right, so that that's the other yeah. side of it when you buy a a property or so, yeah, how long have you been working and have you really planned out uh, your finances properly and things like that like, right, so yeah, uh, the other flip side of things is probably also for for the government is that you know will people 
be less inclined to get married lah because they want to get out of the house. Because I think that's one mm. big incentive for people to get married is to get out of the house lah. But for for right or wrong, but it's just how it is where people like okay, I don't want to wait until thirty five. I want to get out now, so I'm going to get married lah. You know. So yeah, but at the same time, at the same time, yeah. at the same time, not having a place of your own is a fucking big problem when you're dating. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you can argue that that prevents like relationships sometimes from progressing, even though that yeah. sounds very superficial. It's Whoever says that's superficial, no. uh. yes, you can tell <laughs> from my fucking eggs. Okay, when I moved out and I had to uh, kind of uh, come back because of uh, yeah, my my dad passed on and yeah, it really affected. There have been times where I was about to progress, but no, because yeah. I don't have my own place. It was an issue, like. But so you could argue maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Wow, am I allergic to talking about this? But yeah, yeah, yeah. so I think I think lowering the age makes sense. Mm. But but to what age? <laughs> uh, to me. what age? To what age? Yeah, uh, that's so, what we're both asking. So correct. maybe somebody in, might can also tell us in the comments or what what they yeah, think. Why twenty eight? Right? Yeah. And if there's a better number like thirty two or something, because because yeah. in WP's manifesto which I have right now, they don't really give any info on how they came up with the number. They they, they just back, uh, base it on like statements like young Singaporeans are becoming financially independent earlier and are marrying later. Yeah. That is true, but that's also not every young Singaporean, no? Exactly, exactly. You and, and there is a wealth inequality that is that happens right from the time people graduate, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I think feels like the more we talk about it, the more twenty eight feels a bit too young, but yeah. definitely thirty five might be a bit too high. So somewhere yeah. in the middle. Uh, yeah, so so I mean, yeah, that's that's. A, I'm just curious why they say twenty eight and not, and not like thirty two or thirty even. You know, like just twenty eight as a number just seems like very random to, like four times seven or something. I don't know. Oh, like, but okay, they do clarify it's only for a two room BTO flat. That is a big thing. Uh, or is it? Yeah, the age at which singles can apply for oh, a two room BTO flat. Okay, so if that's the case, I guess more details like that would be helpful because yeah, oh, a two okay, okay. two room BTO flat. I mean, in some way, it 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 how you say uh, reduces the the wealth inequality that could come up from mm. the accumulation of uh, property appreciation. Mm. So if Just that's the you, case, then actually, so, so yeah. what 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 is explaining is that it's giving you the option to to be able to yeah just move out from your family lah from a younger age lah right. Yeah, exactly. Okay, 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 so okay, I understand. Yeah. So again, maybe 28, I don't know what the age is, but yeah, I think that was an important clarification that we should have realized earlier. The two-room BTO flat, flat is a big difference because you're not really yeah. denying like families per se. Yeah, because families right? don't it's more like a two-room. Yeah, it's more like instead of buying a studio condo, it's just getting a, a government flat. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. But yeah, I think the age is still might be a bit young. Yeah, let us know what but you yes. guys think. Uh, yeah. yeah. Shit, did we go across one hour? I think we did. Yeah, yeah. well past. Yeah, that's why... Well, I mean that's why we're saying okay maybe for like one show thing we don't have to do it every single time we'll do it maybe yeah. alternate times or maybe once every three sessions this would be yeah this would be like an organic show thing if we do find a show thing we'll yeah. share it you yeah. know we'll, we'll definitely get more than one show thing per, per week more than two show things per week which is really uh, an, uh, an increase from the the average number of show things we provide yeah. you uh, weekly uh. But yeah. yes but we're trying to keep you up to, to date with daily events uh. so yeah tune in Keep tuning in. Yeah, keep, tune in. Uh, it's still going to come every day till yeah. the day after nominate voting results are announced. La. Yeah. So, right. Cool. Yeah, we have a East Coast together <laughs> yeah. plan for podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> please, please listen together with Singaporeans. At podcast. East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> <Or> podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, peace. man. Thanks, guys. Adios.